This is Monica Reinagel. Hello, and welcome back to the Nutrition Divas Quick and Dirty Tips for Eating Well and Feeling Fabulous. Today, we're going to be talking about olives, which types are the most nutritious, and how olives and olive oil compare in terms of health benefits. When I was growing up, there were only two kinds of olives at the grocery store, green olives stuffed with pimentos and pitted black or ripe olives that you could wear on the tips of your fingers until your mom made you stop playing with your food. Today, of course, most grocery stores have entire olive bars with all kinds of exotic varietals, everything from the tiny brown nissoise to the giant bright green serignola to those shriveled black Moroccans. But are they all the same nutritionally, asks Grace, or are some types particularly good for you? Meanwhile, Tanya wonders how olives compare to olive oil in terms of health benefits. Both olives and olive oil are promoted as healthy foods primarily because they are high in monounsaturated fats. Cultures whose diets are rich in this type of fat tend to have lower rates of heart disease, cancer, and obesity, even when their total fat consumption is on the high side. In fact, some researchers theorize that monounsaturated fats, like those in olives and avocados, might be slightly less quote-unquote fattening than other types of fat because the body metabolizes and stores them differently. Monounsaturated fats also seem to be less likely to contribute to clogged arteries and heart disease. So what are the differences between olives and olive oil? Well, here's one big difference. Oil is virtually 100% fat, while whole olives are only about 20% fat. As a result, a serving of olive oil, about one tablespoon, contains 120 calories, while a serving of olives, about 10 medium-sized olives, has only 40 calories. And here are some other distinctions. Olives, which have to be cured or pickled in order to be edible, usually contain a lot of sodium, while olive oil is virtually sodium-free. And that curing process removes a lot of the polyphenols in olives, whereas these are largely preserved in extra virgin olive oil. Polyphenols, you'll remember, are phytonutrients that are thought to protect against disease. Whole olives provide some fiber, while olive oil does not. And some olives are processed with natural fermentation, meaning that they would be a source of beneficial bacteria. Olive oil isn't. As you can see, olives and olive oil each have pros and cons, but really, it's a little silly to try to compare them because they're not really interchangeable. You're not going to saute your spinach in a handful of olives, and you're probably not going to have a tablespoon of olive oil as a snack. Suffice it to say that olive oil is one of the healthiest oils you can choose, and olives make nutritious snacks and condiments. Now, I've talked previously about the best types of olive oil to buy, but what are your best choices when you belly up to the olive bar? The concentration of oil and polyphenols varies according to the variety of olive and the degree of ripeness. Green olives, which are picked before they ripen, tend to be higher in polyphenols. Black olives, which are allowed to ripen on the tree, generally have higher oil content. Both ripe and unripe olives are good sources of iron, copper, and vitamin E. As I said earlier, you can't eat olives straight off the tree, even if they are ripe. Raw olives are hard and bitter. To make them edible, they're pickled in brine or cured in salt or oil. The curing process removes bitter compounds, some of which are those healthy polyphenols I was just talking about. It also softens the olives and imbues them with flavor. It also imbues them with a fair amount of sodium. 
Now, the amount of sodium in processed olives is going to depend on the curing process. Unfortunately, detailed nutrition information, including the sodium content, may be hard to come by at the olive bar. In my experience, the big Serignola olives are among the least salty varieties. And as a general rule, black olives will have only about half as much sodium as green olives. If you're very salt sensitive, you might want to skip the bulk olives and stick with olives in jars, which will have nutrition facts labels. And here too, your options have increased. In addition to the classic green with pimento, even a modestly stocked grocery store is likely to carry Kalamata, Seville, and maybe even some oil-cured olives in jars. One last tip. As much fun as they are to wear on your fingers, some canned black olives have been found to be quite high in acrylamide. Since acrylamide has not been detected in other kinds of olives, it probably has to do with the way canned black olives are processed. I talked about the potential dangers of acrylamide in a previous podcast. While I personally don't think you need to worry that much about acrylamide exposure, especially when there are so many other things to worry about, that information might still change how often you choose to indulge in canned black olives. If you like that style of olive, slightly sweet and fleshy, try ripe serignola instead. They're even tastier. In the show notes for today's episode, I've posted links to my podcast on acrylamide and some other related shows, along with more information about different varieties of olives, how they're processed, as well as some scientific references for today's show. And you'll find all of that at nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com. While you're there, you can sign up for my free weekly newsletter, which includes more tips, recipes, and answers to your questions. If you're on Facebook, stop by the Nutrition Diva page and say hi. If you're more of a Twitterite, look me up there. And if you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, be sure to subscribe so that you'll always have the latest episode. And if you're so inclined, you can post a review or rating for the show on iTunes. That helps other people find us. Finally, I wanted to tell you about a new book from my colleague at Quick and Dirty Tips, Jason Marshall, The Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Guide to Algebra. Algebra can be tricky for a lot of us, but it doesn't have to be. In The Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Guide to Algebra, you'll find a ton of tricks that will help you master the concepts once and for all and remember them for years to come. It's available for download on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and iTunes. This is Monica Reinagel. Thanks for listening. Have a great week and eat something good for me.